Today's episode of the City Smack Podcast is brought to you by Morton. They've been the presenting sponsor of the show for a couple months now, and they continue to reinvent Sports Fuel. I believe a team of their developers and researchers are headed out to Kenya to work with uh, more athletes in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for any developments out of that. Their product has been working wonders. It's what every major marathon winner since September 2016, I believe, has been taking. Uh, last year's Boston Marathon champion, Jeffrey Karui, is uh, returning to the Boston Marathon to defend his title, and I assume he's going to be drinking it as well. Let's see if that streak gets extended. Uh, but it's not just for elites. You can try it yourself. Morton is available online and available to ship in the UK and in the US. All you got to do is visit morton.com. That's M-A-U-R-T-E-N. Hit the shop and Sidious Mag listeners get a nice discount. The promo code is Sidious20. That's C-I-T-I-U-S 20 for 20% off your order. I will be using it at the London Marathon, which is coming up pretty quick. You'll probably uh, see a lot of elites and non-elites using it at the Boston Marathon. And uh, it's available at a lot of running stores now. So uh, maybe ask at your local running store to see if it's available. But if you're ordering online, use promo code Sidious20 for 20% off your order. My guest for today's show is best known as a distance runner for the University of Oregon although she just recently decided to take a job with Doyle Management Group. Uh, so she'll be working on the social media side with a bunch of elite athletes. Uh, it is Emma Abrahamson, and she is pretty popular on YouTube nowadays because she's got her own uh, channel where she used to provide some insight into the life of a Division I athlete. Um, she also would answer you know, questions, very interactive stuff. Check it out. Just search her name on YouTube. Very easy to find. She's also got an Instagram account called One Crazed Foodie, where she posts some very delicious-looking food, um, and it's you know got quite a bit of a following. So we've got a little bit of a social media rock star here on the show today. It was a very free-flowing conversation, and so I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. Uh, let's start the show. What's up, fellas? All right, did I do that one right, or did I need to put in like more energy? I know that's how you start all your videos. <laughs> uh, a little more energy, um, yeah, a little more enthusiasm. You know, I gotta gotta get the crowd engaged. <laughs> so, uh, I'm I'm not gonna try again. That was that was once was enough for me. So I'm joined by Emma Abrahamson. So it's like, uh, what is it? A week into your move to Atlanta, how are things going? It's it's been hectic. We're just doing some tedious tasks. Had a lot of time the DMV. That was super exciting. Um, moving, finding an apartment. It's just been a lot of adult things that I wasn't really used to. A lot of learning experiences, I guess, right out of college. So it's been it's been a journey so far, but it's been super fun, and I love having a, my own apartment and figuring out what I'm going to do with my life, basically. So for a lot of people who aren't too familiar, I guess, maybe with your story or just like your background. So you were a distance runner at Oregon and just recently you accepted a job with Doyle Management Group. Um, so I guess like in a nutshell, I guess, this, what is it? Does that sum you up pretty, pretty good? Or it's uh, I guess like what else would you to add for people to know about you? 
Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a very general description of who I am, but I've been a long time runner. I'm still not done yet, still recreationally running. Um, but yes, I did spend a good part of my college career at Oregon. I did transfer from Vanderbilt, but I only went there for a semester. But then I ran um, middle distance in track and also cross country in the University of Oregon. And now I'm doing um, social media for, for Doyle Management Group, which is a track and field agency for the people that don't know that. And we'll be helping professional runners with their social media and also the agency itself. And also in my free time, I do have a YouTube channel. Maybe some of you guys have watched it. I don't know. But yes, that's that's basically my life at the moment. So on your phone right now, you've got the passwords to like how many Twitter accounts? And then like, could you just like fire off a tweet from like a random athlete's account and just like start just like talking trash to other athletes or how, wh- what exactly has your job entailed so far? Well, since I've only been doing it for three days, I don't have access to any accounts yet. <laughs> so that's um, that I'm sure that will be in the future, but from my experience in the past working with different brands and stuff through social media, I do have access to a lot of, big, big followings. So it's, it's kind of nerve wracking kind of having that because you can really just do what, I don't know, but people trust you obviously. And you do a good job and don't do anything stupid. Oh, I know. I'm sure I'll keep my audience updated out with that on the future. Yeah. It's been so I've, I've been in those shoes. I think there was a point where like, uh, at sports illustrated, we had, a transition period where we didn't have enough people running like the social media accounts. And so one night I was tasked with it. And so I got the password to the Twitter account. I think it's got like 1.5 million followers or something like that. So I was just like, you know what? It's like, just as soon as you're done, just remove it off your phone. Just because yeah. like, you do not want to slip up to that many people. So, um, yeah, definitely a high pressure situation. Um, exactly. There's been some times where I've accidentally, well, only on my accounts where I posted something on my personal account that was supposed to be on my food account, but thankfully it was only myself. So I can delete that (laughs) super quick and no one really cares. (laughs) What would you say is like the worst, like what, what's like the worst slip up you could have aside from just something totally inappropriate. Is it, I'm trying to think like for me, it's maybe searching someone's name, but accidentally like tweeting that, that, fe- that would be like kind of embarrassing. Another one's obviously like the DM that was supposed to be a DM, but ends up just being a tweet. Um, I think those are two of the worst ones. What, what comes to mind, I guess, to you, it's like, what's like a bad slip up. <laughs> oh man. Accidentally posting a picture that I'm supposed to post in the future on that oh. day. Yep. Because people see it immediately. So if I'm like going to announce something or I'm working with the brand that's going to announce something in the future and then I actually post it like when I'm trying to set it up so I can have it ready, like that just gives me extreme anxiety and it's just a rush and you have to delete it as soon as, <laughs> oh man, that's happened to me multiple times. It's not fun. <laughs> All right. So let's take a couple steps back. How'd you get into running? And I guess just Judging off the gram, you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So got into running. I don't even really remember the exact time, but there was these little road races. I'm sure many of you guys heard of the Carlsbad 5000, but the day before they always had this junior Carlsbad, which was a kid's mile race. And I always did that. That was local to me. 
And I was, I guess I was pretty good. I don't really know. I don't really remember exactly how I did in each one back then, but uh, good enough to where this little club, or I guess it's kind of a big nationally ranked club, um, the San Diego Roadrunners coach, they, he came up to my parents and actually recruited me to run for the club. So that's really, really where I got my start with the San Diego Roadrunners. And then that was when I, I think it was eight or nine or 10, somewhere around that age. And ever since then, I've taken it really seriously. I wouldn't say I ever had a time period in my life where it was really just for fun. I mean, it always, that's what it comes down to, but I was very competitive right from the get go. So yeah, that's, and I had a background in swimming, so I had the endurance and it all just kind of started from there. Yeah. So we actually just started like our own like little web series where Steven Kirsch, who's based out in Flagstaff, he goes, he takes athletes to go to Diablo Burger and just asks them questions about like their first and then blank. So I'm going to steal a couple of his questions for the next couple. Uh, What do you, I guess, was that Carlsbad, Junior Carlsbad, your first race, or is that the first one you remember? Um, It had to have been like my first road race, but the first track race I ever ran was also the first track race I ever ran was a 1500 and I was still unattached at this point. I think it was right after it was like my tryout for the club and I ran a 1500 and I ended up getting third and I don't know, doing pretty well, I guess. So I don't remember exactly what my time was, but I think I was eight or nine. And ever since then I was like, wow, I'm kind of good at this. Uh, first win. What do you remember about that? Oh gosh. I don't even remember. These are things I should definitely remember, but (laughs) it would probably be the junior Carlsbad. Those races were so fun and winning you get like a bunch of prizes and free stuff and like free pair of shoes. And that was always cool when I was a young kid. So, but I don't really remember exactly specifically my first win. That's kind of sad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First recruiting letter, I guess at some point during high school, you must've like, realized you were pretty good so i guess when what was the first recruiting letter you got oh man you're asking me the (laughs) tough questions i think it may have been ucla but i'm not i think it was ucla because they sent it to me like my freshman year and i was i was like wow um, i'm really young but thanks uh so i guess to the point where you you started so young and you've been going for so long have you like at any point worried, I guess, about burnout or anything like that? Cause you've done a great job of staying healthy for the most part and just continuing to run. Definitely. I mean, I think the hardest part physically was definitely high school as it is for a lot of girls, but somehow just by keeping like a good head on my shoulders and not taking high school too seriously, I did have my fair share of injuries, but they weren't bone injuries. They were just honestly growing injuries or me not stretching. So I think getting through high school is definitely the physically hardest part for me, but by having a good team and not taking things too seriously, I was never really mentally burned out. I would just have to take breaks here and there for injuries, but college, um, definitely going in like college is a whole new ball game. definitely more mental pressure than there was in high school. So college I definitely had kind of a roller coaster even though my results may not show it because I somehow ran decently all throughout my college career and never really had like a year of I don't know like downhill year or anything but I mean 
it's just, it's just been hard. I mean, there's been up and down times, but I think just by the root of running is basically fun. And by keeping that in my head and not taking things too seriously, I think really helped me not burn out, even though I've been running for so long. What drew you to Oregon, I guess, because that's a program that it's like, it's, that's one of the places they're so good year in and year out that you kind of go into the expectations like, yeah, I mean, running's, running's fun, but at Oregon, I know it's going to be hard, but the reward is probably going to be, you know, being able to contend at national championships and stuff like that. I think it was just a new level of running that I had never experienced before. And I knew that was somewhere I could fulfill my running potential. And if they were interested in me, then I was interested in them. So basically, um, when I was looking at the transfer process, I was looking for somewhere where I knew that I could, you know, end my running career on a good note because I never really wanted to run at the professional level. I wanted to be on like a great team that was contending for national titles and, once Oregon showed interest in me, I was definitely set on going there. I had never even visited there, actually. I just went there on a whim and was like, I, I'm going to do it. I mean, obviously, they have a great reputation, and I, I've definitely outdone my um, expectations as a runner. So. so what was your first impression of Eugene? Because I'm from I'm from New York, and I went out there for my first time ever in like 2015. And I was like, oh, like I get you know the allure of this place, like with all the running and stuff. But what? And like I was like, it was super cool for maybe 10 days, and then I was just thinking, I was like, how do people like live here? And like, how does it stay cool like when it's not you know a major track race, and like all the runners are here? Like it's got to be like weird. <laughs> I think you just summed Eugene up in a couple sentences. Right <laughs> Eugene is definitely an interesting place. And when like the track scene is around and all the big meets are happening, it is popping. Like I, that is my favorite time of year. I love just being immersed in all like the running culture and stuff. And there definitely still is, you know, throughout the year, but when whatever it's the trials or NCAAs every year, it's just, you really feel that. And all the other times of the year, it's, rainy and it's 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 interesting um i wouldn't i don't know how people spend their entire life there to be honest i think i need to live somewhere that's a little more lively definitely. though i will definitely be visiting back there obviously because i went to college there and because it has such a good running scene during those meets but it's it's hard throughout the other times of the year it's rainy um they do have a great running trail, priest trail. I love that, that trail. That's my trail. But other than that, it's, it's kind of a question mark. Yeah. I worked with someone who went to Oregon and they graduated and like they did journalism school, they did college there. And then like when I was like, Oh, you know, it's like, I love like Eugene. Like I've, I've been there like twice. Um, you know, it's the wild duck was so much fun. And they looked at me like the wild duck. It's like, that's such like an old person bar. It's like, it's just like, and I was like, well, I mean, like I did go to Taylor's and then they were like Taylor's and it's like, that's such a, just like a freshman bar. And I was like, so what's the happy medium like in between like, and during like the regular school year. So I guess like I have not experienced what Eugene is like in a non-track setting. Which is honestly neither have I. So <laughs> I don't really even know what it has to offer. I definitely just spent my time there training and you know having fun here and there, but it was training mostly. So I'm sure I've experienced it just as much as you have. <laughs> uh, so 
I guess like for you, before we pick up the camera and start doing YouTube stuff, you had the account, I guess, where you were just posting photos of really good looking food. Uh, so how did that passion start? Well, I've always had a passion for food. Like my family loves food. We all love food. And I think just once I started taking running more seriously, and especially in college, you need to do more little things than you had to in high school. I just have a passion for healthy food and I love social media. I love connecting with others, obviously. And I just thought to myself one day when I was bored one summer, I was like, I think I'm just going to start taking pictures of my food. I didn't know I had like an act for it. I don't know. And yeah, it just kind of grew from there. I didn't really start taking it seriously until last summer, actually kind of just around the time I started vlogging. I would post here and there, but, um, once like last summer, once I started really like getting into social media, that's when I started posting every day and trying to really, um, reach out to as many runners as I can, as many people as I can and grow my account from there. But I don't know, it's been fun so far. It's just another aspect of my life that I love and I love to share with others. Is is there pressure though, in terms of like when you're making something and it's just like, well, I can't make the same thing because I posted that photo like four weeks ago. So I kind of have to add, I have to add something new to make it look different. Like maybe the color's different. Uh, it's like, I, I would not be able to do that because I just would not be able to be like that creative with like what I'm making. <laughs> it's really hard, honestly. Like today I have not posted yet and I have no idea what I'm going to post because I want to eat the same thing as I posted last night. And so I'm having that dilemma right now, but it kind of makes you eat other things. Like it makes you eat a variety of foods, which I like because then I get to try out a bunch of new things. I've definitely expanded my taste palette, I guess you could say. So I don't know. It's kind of fun that way, but it is a little bit stressful. Like tonight when I just want to eat my leftovers, but I feel like I should make something for the gram, but we'll see what happens. I don't, even if I don't get to post every day, it's okay. I've, I've definitely been more lenient on that lately. So have you thought about trolling people and just like taking like, say like a McDonald's burger or something like that. And just like pretending you made it, just giving it, you know, the whole look of putting it on, you know, the white background and everything. And just being like, look what I made. And then just see like what the reaction would be. It's like, people might be like, Oh my God, that looks so great. Like that. How'd you make that? Or it's like, it's like, Oh, that looks gross. It's like, <laughs> I feel like that'd be a great idea. <laughs> I think that Definitely people would fall for it, especially on the food blogging scene. I feel like people don't really spend much time actually looking at the photos. They just like like them and then go away. So I think people would actually believe that I uh, made that. But there are definitely people that I think pay attention a little more to my posts and they'd be like, that looks familiar and not like something that you made. In your <laughs> but that's a good idea. I should have done that for April Fool's. You should have. You got next year. No yeah. one will remember this for next year. Oh, uh, definitely not. All right. <laughs> that to my notes um so like what i guess like is there a specific type of diet that you follow or something like is is everything vegan like what should people know about like the food that you're posting i post a little bit of everything i've dabbled a little bit with more of a plant-based lifestyle i kind of go through phases to be honest but i would i don't think i could ever really fully commit to it like a vegan lifestyle because i don't like to restrict myself from anything i guess so I definitely eat healthy. So that's like the main premise of One Crazed Foodie is healthy food. So yeah, if that's something that people are looking for, then follow me. But it's just like a sim. I eat very simple. I like to use very minimal ingredients. A lot of the 
recipes I see have 10 different or like 15 different ingredients for dinner. And I'm not about that life. I'm about five ingredients, maybe. So it's just very simple, very healthy recipes. So who are some, I guess, like of the other accounts, I guess, that you might follow that you're like, you know what? I like, I'm trying to do that. And like, I like what they do. On like food Instagrammers? Yeah. Um, there are like a variety. I follow, I follow a very limited amount. I am very picky about by people that I follow on there. Um, my health foodie inspos, I would say are Rachel Goodeats. There's Rachel Mansfield and Lee from America who, those are all like huge ones. So I think everyone honestly in the food blogging world is trying to do something like them, but they're all just super cool and they post delicious looking food. So, all right. So now let's get into the vlogging, I guess. What made you want to pick up a camera and start giving people this insight into, at first it was like the life of an NCA, like division one athlete. Honestly, same thing as, as my food blog. One day I was like, I'm just going to pick up my camera and do it because I I've always watched YouTube. I love YouTube and I love video content, but I never really thought myself, like I never really saw myself as doing it until one day I was so bored last summer in Eugene. And I, I was like doing an internship, but I had a ton of free time on my hands. I didn't have any school or anything. So one day I was like, I'm just gonna pick up my iPhone and just do this. I have iMovie on my computer. So let's just see what it looks like. And it was so uncomfortable at first. I didn't really realize how awkward it was. If anyone's ever tried to make a YouTube video of themselves, you'll understand how uncomfortable it is to film yourself, especially when you're in public. And I'm still getting over that. But yeah, just kind of, I don't know. I thought people would be interested in seeing, especially at Oregon, like what people's lives are like. And I don't know. I just, something that came to mind one day and I felt like doing it. So that that brings up a point, I guess, that I was going to make. It's like the University of Oregon. When we when we think about it, it's always kind of like, oh, it's like they're really good at running. Like they've got these great runners, and like I'm sure their workouts are like crazy. And at the same time, it's like maybe it, like you don't hear too much too many details of what the workouts actually are. And like some of that is like, you know, respectfully secret. It's like kind of at every, any college. So for you to break out a camera. And kind of like at the same time, want to chronicle what you're doing without being too specific. Was that kind of a line that you kind of had to draw where it's like, okay, I'm going to show you guys what I'm doing. But at the same time, like I can't give away exactly what the workout is. Definitely. And I mean, there's not that much information about the University of Oregon out there. So it was, it, there definitely was a line. People would always ask me what my workouts were, what my splits were. And honestly, that's not even what I'm about. I'm about having a good time and working out and racing, but ultimately just kind of showing what my life is like. And I knew going into that, that I would have that problem of people wanting to know more about like the details of our workouts and training. But I tried to establish it right at the beginning that this was not a workout running tips channel, because that's what I feel like a lot of people on YouTube are. And that was, it was just going to be a videos of my life. So I kind of just tried to establish that when I first started, but you know, you always get people that always want a little more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so what was it like for you to have, you know, at first it was your phone and then eventually a camera around like your teammates. And like, I was doing this thing in college where in my last semester, 
I recorded two seconds of my day every day until I graduated. And then I put it all together. And, I, and like, it's cool to look back on now because like I could see a, like a two second clip and then remember what I was doing on that day. And, but at the same time, when I was first starting in the first couple of days, uh, some of my roommates were just like, what are you doing? It's like, put, put your camera away, put your phone away. Like, don't film me. And then toward the end, they're like, Oh, I like, I see what you're doing. Like, this is going to be really cool in the end. And when they saw the final product, they were like, all right, that was awesome. And so did you have a similar feel when it was like everyone's camera shy at the beginning and then eventually people warm up and it's like, okay, I'll be a part of the vlog. Definitely. I mean, no one really likes a camera to be shoved in their face most of the time. There are those that do love it, though, and those are the people I usually follow around. Um, but I never really asked. I kind of just showed up with a video camera and saw who was who was jamming with it, who was vibing with it. And, you know, those people really stuck and became kind of characters on my vlog, I guess you could say. But I think over time, over time, like everyone knew my camera would be whipped out at, at, at the meets. So everyone knew that on the bus, they'd be filmed a little bit. So I don't know. There's definitely people that are more accepting of it, I guess, but all in all, like everyone enjoyed my vlogs and people do like seeing, looking back on themselves, like what you said and seeing, I'm sure years in the future, they'll love to look back on their meets and stuff. Who was the most camera shy person on the team? Oh gosh. Um, I don't know if I can name like specifically one. Like there was, there was just like a couple of people that the per. Okay, I'll just talk about who's not the most camera shy, and that is Judy Pendergast. <laughs> the, I think the immediate moment I whipped out my camera, she just like bursting with personality. So I just kind of stuck to those people, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk for a quick second about kind of just like running and vlogging has like exploded uh in the last couple of months like there's a ton of people i guess like i'm only 24 so it's only it's people like from 18 to 21 who are are really getting into the vlogging scene um but the first one i remember is uh spencer brown and the oh, athlete yeah. special yeah so we brought him on to the Sidious mag team kind of as like a contributor we'd post his vlog anytime it went out. So in your opinion, as a accomplished YouTube vlogger, I guess in the running scene, where does Spencer stand, I guess, like in the history of, uh, of running vloggers? Oh, well, he was one of the first ones I watched. Definitely him and Ryan were like the two main ones that I watched, but Spencer needs to get on his game again. He's he been does. on his game. I've talked to him about it. He knows, and he knows my thoughts, but there's definitely like potential there and it I don't know, it's super cool to see another team's point of view. So I'd love if you started it back up again or was a little more consistent, Spencer, if you're definitely. listening to this. But yeah, definitely definitely a role model and an influence on my start. What was it like like seeing him or like I, there was an episode, uh, it might've been the athlete <laughs> special or yours, where it was a little bit of a crossover where both cameras were out and it's like, it's it's got to be like a really funny feeling to and I've, I've i've felt that before where you you're in the same room as someone you know a lot about you're not totally sure if like i it's just so funny to you just see a person you've never met them before but you know a lot about them what was that interaction like <laughs> it's honestly so hilarious i remember it exactly i came downstairs we were staying at the same hotel 
And I came downstairs and I saw the entire Georgetown team was there. And I was like, Oh no. And then my, some of my teammates were outside. So I like, like walk by them and then go outside and I just see all their teammates giggling and rustling around. I'm like, Oh no. And then um, I'm sitting outside for a couple minutes. And then one of his teammates is like shooing me in. And then I, obviously I go in and then it was just kind of funny. And then the cameras were out. It, it's just funny because honestly, it's not like you really know them super well, but you just have that one thing in common and you've seen so much of each other, but you still have never met. So it just, it's, I just laugh. It's hilarious. Exactly. What's, uh, what's the, I guess like funniest or most awkward encounter that you've had with someone where it's like, I, I always find it weird when someone tells me, it's like, Oh, I listen to your podcast. There was one interaction I had once where it was like, I was in a bathroom after a race and I was washing my hands and another person was washing their hands. They're like, Oh, this is super weird. Like to say in a bathroom, but, uh, do you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah, I do. And he's like, I was listening to it last night. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. I was like, we're in a bathroom. Like this is, this is weird. <laughs> uh, so I guess what was your weirdest interaction? I, I never know what to say. Like really. You don't, you don't know what to say. Someone's like, Oh, I watch your videos. What are you supposed to say? Thanks. <laughs> that's know. like, go to because I don't really know what to say um just when people are I haven't really had a like distinct awkward encounter like that one it's more when people run by me and like hi Emma or just people are looking at me or and they I just like know or they are like whispering I don't know I haven't really had like an awkward encounter it's just when people say hi Emma and then just like stand there and I don't really know what to say it's such an awkward interaction yeah it's it's totally weird because I've had that before I've gone to like races and it's like maybe like I'm preparing to race or something like that and someone's like oh hey Chris and then I I look at them for a second I say hey but I'm like now it's just bothering me I'm thinking it's like have I met that person before do they just know me from like running it's it's so weird um it's it's nothing you can really describe unless you yeah situation i don't know it's hard to explain someone listening to this right now is probably thinking it's like wow it's like oh first world problems people are recognizing exactly it's like oh i'm so famous like (laughs) no it's just i don't know what to say yeah exactly we're more awkward in person than we than we like give off on camera or sorry if you've ever met me in person and i'm awkward because i am so yeah I'm glad we're bonding over this because this is our first ever like one-on-one conversation. And it's like, this is oh, going yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, So with the YouTube channel, you've like, you've tackled some like interesting topics. I know there was one video about like body image and stuff like that. So like, what did, what did you want to accomplish specifically with that video? Um, but also just like some of the other topics that you want to cover as part of, you know, having this platform. I feel like on social media, people aren't really open with exactly what's going on in their life. And I didn't really necessarily want to accomplish something by posting, especially that video. I just kind of wanted to make clear that even though on the outside, you may see me smiling all the time, because I guess that's what people show on camera is people obviously being positive and smiling, but there's things going on in everyone's life. And especially like in that video, I just really needed to make clear like something that has definitely uh, bothered me throughout my entire running career, especially in college. And people don't really talk about it enough or really like make clear what they're going through besides for, I think injuries in the running world, though. I think more people are coming out and speaking out like what's, what's really happening in their lives. But I just think people need to share more 
like go into more depth because I think everyone's going through it. I've seen a lot of people have specific problems that really aren't talked about and they don't talk about them themselves and it kind of just eats them alive alive. And I think it's just really comforting to know that other people are going through it. So that's really my goal when I make more serious videos like that. Definitely. And so I guess, how would you characterize your relationship right now with running? Because I know this is something like I've talked to like, uh, Amar Musa who writes for the site pretty often. Like he said that, you know, right after college, like he pretty much was done. He was just burnt out. It was a lot and he wanted to take a break. And now he's kind of like gotten the bug again. I convinced him to run a half marathon in DC. And so it's like, it's just like, there's little things and, you know, just getting back involved. There's always going to be the competitive side to things. And I saw that you're, you're going to chronicle yourself racing the Peachtree road race on July 4th. So was there, how did you handle this short break that you had? And now the, I guess the itch to, to race again. Honestly, when I stopped running, I thought I was not going to run again for months or years. I thought I was completely burnt out. That's what I don't think people really understand how I was really feeling, I guess. I mean, I can only capture so much in my, in my YouTube videos, but people didn't really understand exactly what was going on in my life because they're certain things I can't really share with my YouTube channel. Like I need to keep some things to myself. I feel like I'm pretty open, but there are definitely some parts of my life that I need to keep to myself. But, um, I think now I've taken, it's like three months off ish. And I thought I would never run again. But the thing is, is that I, I don't like, I'm not burnt out of running. I definitely still love running. I love going for runs and I love connecting with other people. So that's really what I think I'm going to be focusing on like the rest of my life. I don't think I, I know when I'm burnt out of something, I was burnt out of swimming. So I quit, but the running thing was different. I think I was just ready to move on to a new chapter rather than ready to be done with running forever. But also I wanted to focus on other areas of my life other than competing. So I didn't really want to take it to the professional level because that's a whole different ball game, I guess, from college. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I just want to set a goal and that's why I decided to run peach tree. So I'm just really doing it for fun and seeing how I, how fit I can get in 12 weeks and we'll see what I do along the way. At the same time, it's not, it's not like you're going from couch to, to like 10 K right away. You have like this good base of, you know, four years of just like more than that, probably. Cause if you consider high school of just high level training. Mm-hmm. So it's like that fitness will still be there to a degree. Um, but it's just like, you have to, I guess, like keep in mind, it's like, okay, there's going to be some elites. They're going to be ahead of me. I it's like, as there's going to be the temptation there, I'm pretty sure to just like want to be at their heels. <laughs> oh, definitely. I know. It's just, it's so different because I feel like I'm in this weird limbo that I don't really necessarily want to run like as a part of a team, like a professional team, but I don't really know yet because I don't really see myself as just running on my own and lining up in the middle of a pack. I don't, it's just a weird limbo. Honestly, I don't really know what I'm doing yet. So that's what my YouTube channel will see and how I will evolve over the next 12 weeks. And then I guess get to the starting line and go for it and figure out where I'm going to be in the race. Definitely. All right. What, uh, I've got two more quick questions before we do a bunch of listener questions. Um, so who are some of the other like YouTube, uh, I guess like stars that, that you watch? Because personally I 
don't know if I like I I'll go through YouTube rabbit holes and I'll just like start watching one video and then you know the related video whatever their algorithm is like it hooks you YouTube oh, has got it down um but it's like I don't I was more of a vine guy like I'll be honest like there were okay. times that I'd just sit there and just scroll but that's been taken away from me yeah and that was taken away a while ago I know but YouTube has been like a good channel for me to just like keep tabs on like how these famous viners are doing because it's like True. Some of them like were not able to translate well to having like their main source of income just shut down out of the blue. Oh, so definitely. who do you follow, I guess, on YouTube? Um, one or there's there's a couple people. I kind of go through phases, but the main people I follow lately have been um David Dobrik. My my sister got me onto him. I wasn't usually a big fan, but um him and then I follow Jason Nash, who is also, I don't know if these are all Viners, so maybe, you know, yeah, them. maybe I, I'm <laughs> sure like maybe I've seen a video, but yeah, exactly. Um, Sarah got my sister got me on a Trisha Paytas lately. I don't know if anyone knows who that is, but also someone that kind of inspires me is Sarah's day. And she's an Australian YouTuber and she's like an entrepreneur and whatever she's done has really inspired me. But Maybe some Josh Peck here and there. Okay, wow, that's a familiar Josh, name. <laughs> he, is, he is a YouTube channel now. But I don't follow a lot of like the mainstream ones. Though I do follow also Casey Neistat. Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of stuff. I've, I've actually like run into him on runs before. And oh, I've really? Seen him, yeah, I've seen him just like, we have like the same running route. And sometimes after like work, I'll just cross paths with him. And I'm always like... Maybe I should say what's up. Yeah, next time, next time, tell him I say hi. <laughs> we'll do. All no, right. So, yeah. Uh, so this one, you don't have to answer it. Thoughts on Jake and Logan Paul? <laughs> okay. Well, see, this is like a funny thing on my channel because I've talked about them before as like kind of a joke. Not really Logan. It's more Jake Paul, and I just kind of joke about it. I think some people actually do think that I like him, but I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan. Sorry, Jake and Logan Paul, if you're watching this or listening to this. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of just a joke because I feel like for a lot of the people I follow, like, I, I don't know. I'm just not the biggest Paul Brothers fan. They, they Their content isn't for me, I guess you could say. Yeah, and they've gotten in trouble like quite a couple times. Yeah, like recently. they just do a couple, you know, things that they take it too far a little bit. And I'm not really not really in support of a lot of things that they did. <laughs> I've seen like videos of them just like outside of like their own videos and just like in a, you know, like a human being setting and they just still have like that crazy amount of energy. And I'm just like, how does someone operate like that just 24 hours a day? And for them, it's just like, Oh, anything is content, content, content. And I'm like, I admire that hustle, but it's just like, I've, I'd get tired after a certain point. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I will give them credit. They're definitely good business people. They've grown totally. something for themselves that's unimaginably like huge. And I'm sure it's only going to keep getting bigger. So credits to them on that. They're definitely hardworking, but I, I don't know. Some of the things they've done, they're it's a little bit questionable. Yeah. I will say if, if anyone is listening to this and you own a low gang t-shirt, please <laughs> unsubscribe. Like. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get to some of these uh, questions. You had a bunch that were submitted on Instagram, so we'll run through them kind of rapid fire. Um, cool. King Julian asks, favorite dessert to make? Oh, gosh. Um, some healthy nut butter brownies. 
Emma Grace asks, what are your three biggest lessons your parents taught you? Or you could just give one, whatever works. Yeah, let's just give one. Three's a lot. Um, not to take things so seriously, kind of just to keep keep your head on your shoulders and not take yourself too seriously. David wants to know, running, uh, wearing running spikes, socks or no socks? Oh, socks all the way. Crew cut socks. That's the only thing you'll ever catch me in. I don't know how people don't wear socks. Don't you get blisters or? I know. I don't. I race in socks all the time. Um, Carlos wants to know a marathon anytime soon. I know you just committed to a 10 K, but a marathon (laughs) would not say anytime soon guys. Um, I run the one mile. So the 10 K is already a stretch, but yeah, no marathons in my near future. Aaron wants to know favorite documentary. Oh man. Um, ah, I don't even know. I, I kind of watch a lot of documentaries, but I can't even name a specific one. I can't yeah. think of one off the top of my head. Uh, my favorite is probably, well, it's like, it was like the best one the last two years it was like the OJ Simpson one, uh, that ESPN did. And then the Icarus documentary on like, that's what I was just about to say. the Icarus one, that's my favorite one. That was super interesting. Yeah. It was also like two hours. And like when I was one hour in, I was like, wow, it's like, this is pretty climactic. And then I was like, wait, no, no, the, there's another it was still hour. Going on. It was just one thing after the other. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Clayton Murphy, uh, wants to know when are you going to put out a cookbook? Oh my gosh. Um, June. All right. One crazy foodie ebook recipes, June, hopefully. Okay, cool. Uh, my life as Haley wants to know, it's like, how did you eat healthy, but not restrict yourself in calories while eating healthy as a runner? That's an important question. Actually. I like that one. I think just like eating, I mean, I love food, so I've never really had a problem with this. Um, but just, you know, eating nutrient dense foods from the spectrum of macronutrients, like carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, getting in a lot of, um, like just calorie dense foods, I guess. Like, I mean, I eat like a lot of nuts and seeds and stuff. And I mean, oatmeal, sweet potato, just eating, eating a variety and eating to my hunger level. And Sometimes even eating beyond that because I love food so much. So it's just a follow up from me, I guess. So what would you say are some of like the misconceptions that young runners, particularly female runners, I guess sometimes have about, you know, balancing a healthy diet and running? Because sometimes it's just like if you're doing too much running, it's like you have to have that healthy balance as well when you're when you're eating. But I guess like what are some of like the the myths that you've come across? I mean, definitely the biggest one is that you have to be super skinny to run well. And as a person that's never really been super skinny, I, that is such a myth. I mean, and you, you really do need to eat enough. You see, like, I mean, I've seen it throughout my career. The people that don't eat enough are just get injured after a while. It's, it's inevitable and you're not going to be successful in that way. And I'm honestly really proud of myself for never falling down that trap because like, especially when I was growing, I think that could have caused a lot of problems, but people really need to do their research before they start taking like a turn on their, on their nutrition. Like they need to really understand what's good for them and not just see a myth that they find even on Instagram. Like there are people throwing around random things here and there. And it's definitely a trial and error process. Like what foods work best for your body. So just, just do your research and, uh, be very patient, I guess. Uh, Moses wants to know what's your all time favorite food. Oh my gosh. Probably. Okay. I can't even just say one. 
There has to be a combination. Um, probably dates with peanut butter. That sounds really gross probably to a lot of people, but just try it, okay? And then let me know. So if you had a last meal, like oh, this is, you knew this is going to be your last meal, what would it be? <laughs> See, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this too. I always just say oatmeal, bananas, and peanut butter. Like I love that combination. Nothing is better than that combination to me. And people might be like, why don't you choose pizza or something? But no, that's oatmeal is the best. So that's my go-to like the morning of a race. Like that's, yeah. it, it does. It's my go-to every morning. So yeah. I get to enjoy my favorite last meal every day. Yeah. Shout out to oats and hose. Um, yes. Uh, Megan wants to know, how do you stay motivated when you're training alone? This just started, I guess. Yeah, this is honestly, I'll keep you updated because right now it's 617. I haven't even run yet today. So um, it's definitely hard. Just, I think that's why I set the goal of Peachtree is because it will give me something to work towards because the last couple of months I've just kind of felt lost. Like I didn't really even know why I was working out, even though it is in the name of health and fitness, but that wasn't enough for me. You know, I need something to work towards and I'll always be a goal oriented person. So I think just setting goals for yourself and knowing that you have to get out the door to do it and accomplish those goals. Uh, next question is uh, favorite type of cheese. Oh, ooh, um, cheddar. <laughs> uh, let's see. We already answered. How'd you get into vlogging? Um, Sophia wants to know, uh, well, she asked like, how do you find your motivation? And I guess like, what's your mileage? at right now okay well considering i just started on uh monday i run three miles and then yesterday i ran five miles today i may even run six so we'll see um i'll probably working up to the 6k i'll probably try like i'll hit 50 i think i don't think i'm really gonna go beyond that since i'm working too and i'm not really a high mileage person so 50 is like a good um weekly mileage for me What's the most you've ever done in a week? I don't even know if I've ever hit 60. I think maybe one time I hit 60. But see, I'm not a very high mileage person. So, um, Runners Empire One wants to know, what's the most down you've ever been in your life and how did you get out of it? Ooh, that's a depressing question. <laughs> Ooh, that is a really depressing question. Um, I think like my sophomore year, I was just kind of in a rut. Like I was putting a ton of pressure on myself to run with like the best in the country, which obviously I already am on the Oregon team, but like I had even higher expectations for myself and I like kind of saw everything as either success or failure. And that just kind of drew me insane. So the entire, my entire sophomore year was definitely like the most down I've ever been in my life. Like I can't even give a specific reason why it was just me putting like constant pressure on myself, especially after having like a lot of fun, my freshman year is like time to get serious. So, um, climbing out of that really just one day, I decided that I couldn't live that way anymore. And I needed to like be kinder to myself and it, I can't even give a solution because it was just one day I decided to stop looking down on myself and instead just take it one day at a time and work my way back up. Right. Uh, I think this is your sister chiming in here. Ellie wants to know, uh, what does health and fitness mean to you? Oh, Ellie. Um, I think just having like a healthy balanced mind and body because it's definitely like a balance and that's really what I've figured out. It's really hard to achieve, but it's like you're in perfect 
harmony when you do hit that. And so like in college, I think I was like really ripping the body and not really caring so much about my mind. But then the past couple of months, I've definitely cared about my mind rather than my body. So I think just like getting back to that perfect harmony, which I've had like for a good like amount of time in my life definitely is a key. And she followed that up with, uh, who's your favorite sibling? Oh my gosh, Ellie. Um, Steven, <laughs> <laughs> just to not cause any bites. And I know Steven won't listen to this. So, uh, Tim wants to know, how do you make quinoa taste good? Tim, um, cook it in some like veggie broth or throw some, some nice herbs and spices in there. You definitely change the flavor. When did you, this is a question for me. When did you know it was pronounced quinoa and not quinoa? <laughs> quinoa? Um, I don't even know if I ever thought it was quinoa. I, I think, thought it was quinoa for the longest time. <laughs> okay, a lot of people do. Um, I think just being surrounded by food bloggers, I always just knew. Uh, Kelsey asks, uh, how did you balance running on the team academics and eating health in college? I think we kind of ad- addressed that. I mm-hmm. guess her follow-up is, um, did you ever doubt you could be successful in all three? I mean, definitely. There's like uh, definitely sacrifices you have to make. They have a thing where you can only you have academics, social life, and and sports. And I'm sure everyone's heard that. And you can only be successful in two. So I guess you have to kind of pick which two you want to focus on. And a lot of my college that was academics and running. My social life definitely suffered a little bit, but eating healthy just kind of came along with running. So. I never really like found that to be super hard. And plus I've always had a love for food. So it was more my social life that I think suffered a little bit on that one. But like right now you probably have like a good balance on all three, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I actually was, the academics is gone now. <laughs> yeah. Academics is gone. I'm free from that. But yeah, def- definitely finding that balance again has been nice. Uh, this person asked, uh, what are the best tasting vegan protein powders with the best nutritional profiles in your opinion? <laughs> I the one I use is um it's called MRM protein and it's the cinnamon bun flavor and it's so good I highly recommend. They also asked uh, how long do you spend working on each YouTube video? That definitely depends. There are some that have taken me like a long time like over a day to edit, not like 24 hours, but I've taken more than one day, but usually my videos aren't known for being the most well edited videos because I don't, I'm not a videographer. I'm just doing it for fun. So I would try to get up my racing videos the night of, if possible, I would be on the charter bus on the way back, editing my videos, trying to upload it to on like the cloud, some weird thing on a bus. So, uh, probably a couple hours usually. Um, Josh wants to know how many cold brews are consumed in a week. Cool, Josh, I don't think you want to know the answer to that. <laughs> um, probably seven, honestly. I don't really drink more than one a day, but I've okay. Actually, I've been cutting back on my Starbucks, haven't gotten one time this week. I have my own cold brew maker, though, so I guess that has made up for it. Uh, so I was gonna bring me to my next point where I, I for the longest time, was getting Starbucks like daily at work because we have one like right downstairs in our offices dangerous, and this game right there. I know it is. And I was spending a ton of money and I just kept paying with like my card every day. And then they're just like, why don't you have like the, the Starbucks app? Like you'd be getting like points. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you didn't so, have the app. I, I went for like six months at the app and that's a lot of money that was spent. Oh, just that pains me in my heart right there. How quick did it take you to get gold, gold, like member status? 
when I first got the app, I wasn't really that into coffee. So it took me, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks, but now if you ask me, I would have it in within a week. But what, uh, I guess like what made you get into coffee? Was it just like love at first sip or <laughs> definitely not? You know, I started off with the Frappuccinos as most people do. And then I went to the mochas, you know, got a little more serious. And then, um, I think sophomore year, my roommates all drank coffee and that's when I had like a Keurig and stuff. And then I just kind of saw that it had a positive effect on my workouts. So I don't know. I just liked the way it made me feel. And then ever since then, it's been a daily occurrence. Yeah. Um, let's see. We've got a couple more here. Um, let's see. Someone asks, or do you do any weightlifting or favorite lift and workout? My, I do weightlift. I haven't really done it for a while, but um, usually like a couple times a week, two to three that's what I'll probably be doing like moving forward. And they're not super heavy. Like they're more Olympic style lifting, but they're for injury prevention. Like I'm not looking to gain a bunch of strength. Um, it's not bulking season. No, it's not bulking season. You know, I went through a little phase, like right after I stopped, where I would like go lift every day, but then I'm like, uh, running's a lot easier. So I came back to here obviously, but, um, yeah. So just doing it two to three times a week and running six days. Uh, last one from the listeners. Noah wants to know how have your experiences and career at La Costa Canyon under Bill Vice shape you and prepare you for your collegiate running at, at Oregon? Wow. Um, my high school career was so much fun. I had the best team ever. We, we just had such a good time. And I think just, having like coach vice, he was super nice, was very understanding, never really put too much pressure on us. And like, we would put the pressure on ourselves. He was just there, you know, supporting us, giving us workouts and just having a super fun time with my teammates and going to meets again, not taking anything too seriously because that's really what high school should be about. Just going to the big meets, um, having fun, trying to run as fast as I can Definitely just gave me a good head on my shoulders before competing at the next level. All right. Last three questions that I ask every guest on this show. So the first one, what's the meanest thing you've read about yourself on let's run.com? Oh my gosh. I actually, I had to stop. Like, not that I've talked about very much on there, but, um, there have been, there people are brutal on there. If people, if you write on there and you say mean things, you're mean. Stop doing that. Like, why are you doing that? But anyways, <laughs> um, that's just for everyone. That's not even just per- people about like talking about me, but, um, I read something where like, Oh, it was like Emma quit running or whatever. And then it was like, Oh, she's like eating too many cookies or something. And I was like, that's so annoying. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't really take offense because it's it's social media, like it's online. People are anonymous. It, I I knew what I was gonna get into when I clicked on the link. So <laughs> the good thing I guess about YouTube and the comments is that most times, like people's names are attached. It's like they can't be too mean without you knowing like who it is. Exactly. Like YouTube is good in that way. There still is a little bit of like anonymous on there. So people can be a little savage, but thankfully I've really only had nice comments. So yeah, definitely appreciate that. Uh, second question I've got for all my list, uh, all my guests, I guess, are if you could go on a run anywhere in the world with anyone from history, uh, where would this run take place and who would it be with? Oh my gosh. Um, 
anywhere in the world? I've never even thought about this question. Like, I'm not a huge running nerd, so I don't know about, like, all the trails or really about running history. So does it have to be, or could it be anyone? It could be anyone. Like, celebrity, like, it could be someone from, like, it could be a fictional character, too. Uh, I think, like, two weeks ago, we had, uh, I had my my coach as the guest, and he said, uh, Jesus, who's not a fictional character, but uh, <laughs> he went with Jesus as his, as his guest, as his uh, running companion. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, the person. Wow. I'm, I'm trying but, to think. I know I you went really... to Oregon, but, like, the lame answer is, like, Steve Prefontaine. Okay, I know. Sorry, sorry to all the run air fanatics. It's not going to be my answer. Uh, that's, yeah, no. Um, gosh. I don't know. Probably just honestly, probably Casey Neistat. Like I feel like he's a runner. He has a lot of YouTube knowledge. I'm trying to learn still about everything business wise and stuff. Um, place though. Trail. Yeah. Maybe pre trail. I'll show him the roots, you know? Yeah. I doubt he's ever been in Eugene, which would be, uh, interesting. That'd be a cool run. Exactly. He can, I can show him all it has to offer. Exactly. Um, and the last question I've got, uh, has nothing to do with running and it is, you get 25 shots from half court. Uh, if you make one, you win $25 million. If you make none, then, uh, you go to jail for 25 years. Would you attempt the shots? No. That's the right There's, answer. I'm so bad at basketball. I'm so bad. There's no way I make one of those. Yeah, I can't even make it like, when you play horse from that other that one line. Exactly. There's there's some pretty ballsy athletes who've come on the show and said, yeah, absolutely, 100%. But uh, the right answer is no. Can I, can I sub them in? They can do it for me. Yeah, right? Exactly. All right, Emma, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I'm sure we'll probably cross paths at some track meet this outdoor season or something like that. Do you have like plans right now? It's to, do you know if you're going to any meet? I'm not sure yet. Like my, it's very new to me. Haven't had a schedule yet or anything. So, but yes, I'm sure we'll cross paths eventually. I'll be around for sure. Awesome. All right, Emma. Uh, thanks a lot for taking time and, uh, we'll catch you again uh, soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Next week, the CDS mag podcast hits the road i will be leaving for boston on friday morning it'll be me and video guy kyle uh if you guys don't know who video guy kyle is check out the sidious mag instagram account and pretty much any video that's kind of been like video shopped as opposed to photoshopped uh and it's pretty funny it's probably kyle's doing very funny guy so he'll be following me around with a camera we'll do uh some cool videos along the way We're going to be doing a crossover podcast with David Melly of the Run Your Mouth podcast. Uh, We're going to do a Boston Marathon preview show that'll be available in podcast form and on video. So stay tuned for that. A lot of good stuff coming out in the next couple uh, days. We're getting really psyched for the Boston Marathon. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, keep tabs on all of it by visiting SidiousMag.com. Follow it on Twitter, at SidiousMag. You can shoot me a follow, at Chris Chavez. Um, It's going to be a good time. So really looking forward to it. I've been your host, Chris Chavez, wishing you some happy and healthy running. See you guys next week.